This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 67, and I'm James Eke. Nancy Wake did not like killing people. But in wartime, she once told an interviewer, I don't see why we women should just wave our men a proud goodbye, then knit them balaclavas. Ms. Wake, a one-time freelance journalist whose life careered along a path that Hemingway might have sketched, from impoverished childhood to high society hostess in the south of France, to decorated heroine of the French resistance during World War II, died last Sunday in London, and she was 98. In war, she was credited with saving the lives of hundreds of Allied soldiers and downed airmen between 1940 and 1943 by escorting them through occupied France to safety in Spain. She helped establish communication lines between the British military and the French resistance in 1944 that were deemed crucial to weakening German strength in France in advance of the Allied invasion. By her own account, she once killed a German sentry with her bare hands, and she ordered the execution of a woman she believed to be a German spy. I was not a nice person, Ms. Wake told an Australian newspaper in 2001, and it didn't put me off my breakfast. Ms. Wake received so many medals in her wartime service, she said that she lived out her old age on the proceeds from their sale. She was given the George Medal, Britain's second highest civilian honor, the Medal of Freedom, the United States' second highest, France gave her the Legion of Honor, the highest military honor it bestows. She once described herself as a young woman, as someone who loved nothing more than a good drink and handsome men, especially French men. But the German military described her as la souris blanche, or the white mouse, for her ability to elude capture. Between 1940 and 1944, she had close calls, but always managed to give her pursuers the slip. Her biographer, Peter Fitzsimmons, said in a rare radio interview in Australia, in film documentaries and in her 1985 autobiography, The White Mouse, Ms. Wake said she underwent a kind of personal metamorphosis during the war. From the fun-loving girl of her youth to the resistance fighter she became. It began, she said, with a visit to Vienna in the mid-1930s as a freelance journalist. It was there that she saw roving Nazi gangs randomly beating Jewish men and women in the streets. And those attacks made her promise herself that if ever the opportunity arose, I would do everything I could to stop the Nazi movement, she said. My hatred of the Nazis was very, very deep. And the opportunity arose. Nancy Grace Augusta Wake was born on August the 30th, 1912, in Wellington, New Zealand. She was the youngest of six children. Her father, a journalist, left the family shortly after moving them to Sydney, Australia. Ms. Wake left home at 16, worked briefly as a nurse, and managed, with the help of a small inheritance from an aunt, to leave Australia at age 20. She traveled to London, New York, and Paris, 
and decided Paris was the place that suited her best. She found work as a freelance journalist and managed at the same time to live the Parisian nightlife to the full, according to Mr. Fitzsimmons. In 1936, she met a Marseille industrialist named Henri Fiocha, whom she married and settled with in Marseille three years later. With the German invasion of France, Miss Wake's wealth and social standing gave her a certain cover as she helped members of the local resistance groups. She began as a courier and then an escort for Allied soldiers and refugees trying to leave the country. It was much easier for us, you know, to travel all over France, she told an interviewer for an Australian television program. A woman could get out of a lot of trouble that a man could not. In 1943, when occupation authorities became aware of her activities, she fled France. Her husband, who stayed behind, was arrested and executed. Ms. Wake found her way to England and, and was accepted for training by the British Special Operations Executive, or SOE, an intelligence group working with the French Resistance. In April 1944, when she was 31, she was among 39 women and 430 men who parachuted into France to help with preparations for D-Day. There, she collected night parachute drops of weapons and ammunition and hid them in storage caches for the advancing Allied armies. She set up wireless communication with England and generally harassed the enemy. I was never afraid, she said. I was too busy to be afraid. By most accounts, Miss Wake never figured out what to do with her life after the war. It's dreadful because you've been so busy and then it all just fizzles out, she told an Australian newspaper in 1983. She worked briefly for the British government, then returned to Australia, ran unsuccessfully for public office in the 1950s, she married a retired Royal Air Force pilot, John Ford, in 1957. He died in 1997, and Ms. Wake returned to London in 2001. Film and television producers have used Ms. Wake's early life as a basis for various works. And she generally approved of them, except for those suggesting she had love affairs during the war. She did not have affairs, she insisted, in a 1987 Australian documentary. And in my old age, I regret it. But you see, if I had accommodated one man, the word would have spread around and I would have had to accommodate the whole damn lot. <laughs> so this is from a newspaper article called Nancy Week, Proud Spy and Nat's Nazi Foe dies at 98. It was written by Paul Vitello from a newspaper and it was published August 13th, 2011. And wow, where do I start on this one? Uh, man, few people walking around these days come anywhere close to the type of person the people like Nancy Wake were. You might be thinking to yourself, what does a person like Nancy Wake, a covert operative and freedom fighter, have to do with martial arts or training or whatever that podcast is about? Well, 
If you're asking yourself this, you should probably listen to the rest of the episodes. Because despite what you might have been taught or led to think, people like Nancy Wake have everything to do with training and all the things that martial arts are about. This woman literally lived the reasons why we train. She was a walking and talking Nazi hunting warrior for everything good and right. She was a warrior of the light side. She could have sat back on her wealth and privilege and just let the war run its course. She could have lived a calm life away from the war, but instead she dove in deep and did what was hard. She did what few would do. She fought. She put her life on the line. She got her hands dirty. Very dirty. Some of you listening today are going to think she was cool, but not much more. Some are probably going to think she's nuts. Keep in mind that there are people who think that you are nuts for training in the martial arts. Nancy Wake is rare in that she came from a time that people had lived lives that few people today can understand. She not only pushed the boundaries of what it meant to be a woman at the time, but what was acceptable in a time that everything was being thrown upside down. So what does this mean to you? Well, for one thing, next time you're thinking about sitting on the couch or coming up with an excuse why not to train or why not train harder, you should think of Nancy Wake and ask yourself what she would do. We are all living a life of lazy privilege right now compared to what she did by choice. Would Nancy Wake have treated her martial arts school like something that didn't matter? Would she be the first to leave every night? Would she help out and find people to come train with her and build a strong school? Would she thank her teacher? Would she show gratitude and compassion and steadfast work ethic? It's lacking so much today. What about how she trained? Would winning a medal to post all over her social media be her way of doing things? Or would she train hard in a way that mattered for all the other things in life that a medal or a ribbon don't? When her friends and teachers or strangers need her to help, Would Nancy Wake be the kind of person to bail, to just keep doing her own thing? Or would she be the first person to do what needed doing? Ask yourself that. The kind of people who become like Nancy Wake are the kind of people who make a difference in their world. They're the ones who train with fire. They're the ones who are the last to leave the mats. They're the ones who understand responsibility and dedication and that it means more than making sure that their membership is paid on time, though they'd be the first to do that too. Nancy Wake was a warrior. She didn't go out looking for a pat on her back. She did what she did because it was hard. She stuck with it because it needed doing. 
She never gave up. She looked fear in the face and kept going. So what does the story of Nancy Wake have to do with training or with your martial arts? I'd say everything. I'd say be like Nancy Wake. Learn from her story. Make her proud. That is the warrior's way. So there you go. Nancy Wake. Wow. Look her up. Because, <laughs> man, something else. And she's just one of them. I'm sure there are scores of others that will le- equally blow your mind and equally make you feel guilty for all of your petty little whinings. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel. But anyhow, let's go on to the question of the week. I want to get more from my training, but don't know what more I can do. Any suggestions? Oh, that's an easy one. Do more. (laughs) That's simple. Hit the mats. Hit the gym. Spend more time on the mats. Read. Live a better life. And be more aware of your life and the world around you, and our planet. Figure out what your training really means, not just to you, but to the world, to your community, to your family. After that, get at it. Realize that everything is training, or at least it can be if you follow the right path. Of course, you can also do the exact opposite and do the bare minimum and just coast. It's a free world. You can do that. The way training works, though, is you get back what you put in. Always remember that. It's like you're building a house. And you might think the walls and roof are the house, but then you need plumbing, wiring, furnishings, and so on. All of it matters and makes the house either awesome or less so. So if you want more out of your training, then put more into it. And while you're at it, make sure that your school is healthy and strong. That's very important. We are not islands unto ourselves. A lot of people forget that. They look at their teacher as the center and forget that they are the caretaker. They're the source, the light. But it's up to the students of the school to make sure that the place is the thing that they want it to be. Build it up. Make it special. Take ownership. So there you go. And I think we will end it there. So, thank you very much for listening. Just my end of podcast blurb here. Uh, Check us out on Patreon. Better yet, become one of our Patreon supporters. I'm uh, in the process of putting up videos, um, basically training videos. I'm shooting them of stuff that I'm teaching in the evenings when I teach at my school, the Academy of Martial Arts and uh, putting some of those on the Patreon page. Basically, it's just a, well, it's like a subscription, and uh, you get access to me and what I do. So it's just starting, but over time, there will be more and more material on there. And it's just a way that you can help support this podcast if you love it and think it's amazing. Another thing that you can do is pick up a copy of one of my books. You can get them on Amazon. 
They're available as actual paperback or you can pick them up for your Kobo or your Kindle. Um, of course, spread the word about the podcast too. Um, that means a lot. Every so often somebody gives me a plug on in- Instagram or Facebook or whatever and kind of makes my day, I'm not going to lie. Um, we also have a website. You can Google that, find it. There's some stuff to read on there. Uh, we have a Facebook page, of course. Our Instagram account is under the Eek Academy of Martial Arts. So just look for that. Um, and then you can see my posts on Instagram. <laughs> um, not too many of what I eat for food, unlike what it seems the popular thing these days. But there's plenty of stuff about training. There's stuff about life, the martial arts, and, well, I think it's pretty good. And the last thing is, if you could, give us a review. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Type some words when you get a chance to give it a review and say how much you like this podcast. Because as you spread word, more people know about it, and it becomes more awesome. So there you go. Thanks again for listening. For you, the constant listener, an extra big thumbs up. Thanks for being awesome. And if you have any uh, questions, comments, any of that sort of thing, questions of the week, or ideas for future podcasts, drop me a line. I always love to hear from you. And with that, I'm out of here. So get yourselves on the mats. Train hard. Have fun. Be a good friend. No, don't be a good friend. Be a great friend. Live a life that's special. Make Nancy weak, wherever she is now, go, wow, that one's got it too. Thanks a lot.